0: What's up, Cam? Not a whole lot, Mitch. How are you? Doing good. Hey, Super Bowls tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> Actually, I think this that would be when we normally be recording. <laughs> uh But this should be out right about the time the Super Bowl starts. Gotcha. So, <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of funny. It's going to be a great
1: game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the. Tampa Bay
0: Buccaneers, isn't it, Mitch? Or the Green Bay Packers and the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> Who knows? So I could be really excited for the Super Bowl right now, or be really like mortified that we didn't make it. So I'm pulling for the Packers. Well, <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully they can uh, they can take out Tom Brady and the group from down south. They are going to be at Lambeau tomorrow. This, so this is true as we're recording. So. It's good it's gonna be fun
1: the lions hired themselves a coach and he mentioned biting people's kneecaps off in his press conference so you know we're off to a good start (laughs) oh
0: boy you watching any new tv at all anything been uh, catching your uh fancy
1: new is in shows i haven't watched before or like new seasons of
0: shows that i enjoy doesn't have to be a brand new show but
1: uh there's a show on abc called the rookie starring nathan fillion as a old man, rookie police officer that I enjoy season three is uh, out now. First couple episodes. I enjoy it. It balances humor and drama and cultural things. Uh, And this, this past episode from last weekend that I actually watched last night was about uh, police racism towards um, black people and how that, shakes out in a department where you have you know white and latino and latina and 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 black police officers and it 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 tries to balance the heaviness with some levity and comedy
0: uh which i enjoy
1: and i just i'm an nathan fillion fan
0: he hasn't been bad in anything he's been in i i've enjoyed him in everything
1: no because honestly i think he just he just plays himself, right, and if you can if you can do that in Hollywood, like you're set right? just be yourself like Ryan Reynolds, like he's just himself in his movies and it just so happens that he's funny, right but Nathan Fillion actually reminds me a lot of my uncle, uh so that's a bit odd um so i've been I enjoy that show um obviously I've been watching a lot of college basketball, Michigan Wolverines, and uh I have restarted watching lost. That's a good show. I haven't rewatched it since it ended 10 years ago. So I'm only like three or four episodes in, but I'm already, I'm already remembering like, Oh, this is going to happen. And that like, that's this foreshadowing for this. Like there's one point where John Locke is on the beach and he's teaching Walt backgammon. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's the oldest game in history, you know, light versus dark and all i was like oh my gosh that's so much foreshadowing for the rest of the show that you have no idea it's foreshadowing unless you've watched it through and so i'm starting to pick up on a lot of the little stuff yeah there's so much
0: depth yeah. mm-hmm.
1: so i'm i'm uh i'm quite excited to to watch through that um but like i said i'm only like three or four episodes in uh so there's there's plenty more to go but um yeah i'm enjoying that yeah,
0: that show is as good, if not better, on a rewatch.
1: I imagine it's going to be better so than the first time.
0: Speaking of rewatching, I'm rewatching The Office. I uh, bought that uh, on iTunes. They had it on sale for like thirty bucks for the entire series. Oh wow! So i I had I couldn't when it was when it was like seventy or eighty bucks before that. Yeah, I was like, ah, I gotta, I gotta pick that up.
1: No, I tried The Office again and i got through like four or five episodes and i was like oh this is so painful like don't get me wrong so it's it's funny but there's moments where it's just like mm -hmm. oh no no you can't say or do that Mm -mm. (laughs) no like episode two is diversity day yeah that was terrible oh the whole episode i just wanted to like crawl out of my body it was so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so uncomfortable so
0: i really think that and I'm waiting for because I'm just into season two right now. I'm just a few episodes into season two. I'm already seeing a little bit of the mellowing mm-hmm. of, that, of that kind of stuff. It's it's just shading it, that mel- mellowing out because I do think that mellows out after a while. Like they, they realize that some of the stuff just kind of went too far. But yeah, that diversity day episode is oh my the worst. <laughs> it makes you cringe through the whole episode because, you know, Michael Scott just doesn't get it but
1: he thinks that he does, right? And that's what makes it even worse. It's like, oh my gosh. And you're like, you know there's people like that. And it's just oh.
0: I'll tell you though, the story between um Jim and Pam though. I am so looking forward to reliving that. Cuz I'm just kind of we just, I just got past the Dundies episode where you know she gets drunk and kisses <laughs> <Wow>. him. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I love how the, fir- the first episode or two makes you think that they're together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's nothing expressly said, but the, just the way they talk, you're just like, oh yeah, they're total, they've got to, totally got to be together. Yeah, and then Roy
1: shows up and ruins everything.
0: Yep. I'm really looking forward to following that uh, office romance again. So, all right. The whole reason I brought that whole up is I wanted to talk about uh, WandaVision. I don't know if you've got a chance to see WandaVision on uh, Disney Plus. No, I've seen I've seen
1: enough commercials to make me go, yeah, not interested at all.
0: Looks super weird. It is super weird. Yeah. Um, the first two episodes are totally like '50s um, sitcom, and in the last episode, there was just a little bit of color creeping into it. And there's a lot of these like little uncomfortable moments where they're playing on this. They don't realize that they're in some kind of alternate universe kind of thing. I didn't read the comic, but apparently the comic book, um, this is just basically a a take on the comic book. That's the impression that I get is that they're stuck in kind of this um, alternate reality. And and you start to see cracks of it even in the first episode. So it's really going to be interesting to watch this and see where they go with it and how they progress through it. But the first couple episodes, I'm hooked. I, I like it. Uh, my wife is really into it. She likes it, too. So I'm sure I'll get to it eventually. But just looked
1: 'cause because I thought maybe like, oh, maybe they're stuck inside. Like, maybe this is all in Vision's head, you know, when he gets mm-hmm. messed up in one of the, you know, MCU movies. But I didn't realize there was a whole comic background, so.
0: Yeah, there's there's background to this. I thought that and I could totally be wrong about this. So so I this is not what I would consider a spoiler for the episode because I haven't revealed any of this yet, but um but I thought that it had something to do with her that she had basically dreamed this all up and that her like she's stuck in this reality with him without realizing that she's creating all of this. Mm. So, but uh but some, you know, something like that, but I could be wrong. It could go a totally different direction. All right. Well, this episode I wanted to, we've talked a lot about some of the bigger apps and stuff like that that we use on the Mac. I want to talk a little bit today about all the unsung heroes on the Mac, whether it's um, menu bar apps or just all the little supporting cast of apps that we use that help us get our work done every day. So Did you have something you wanted to start out with?
1: Uh, Yeah, fantastical, which we've mentioned before. But, like, here's, here's the deal, folks. When you're on a Windows machine and you click in the bottom right corner of your start bar where there's the date and the time, what happens? A calendar pops up. Super useful, right? To have a calendar a click away. When I click on the date and time in my Mac menu bar, guess what pops up? my notifications and my widgets weird place to hide those. So, uh, has a menu bar, uh, app. That's part of, you know, the, the Mac app purchase. So now I just go over to my little calendar icon, click on that. And Bob's your uncle. I have a calendar along with the stuff going on today and tomorrow. So, um, Apple, why don't you have a calendar in your menu bar? Like, you know, so now I have to pay for one, but hey, it's super useful. Now I have a calendar in my menu bar, and it helps me all the time. I'm just a little annoyed that I have to buy an app to get that feature.
0: Uh, definitely a heavy user of uh, Fantastic Al here as well. As well, so yep, I second that. I'm going to go with one that uh, that we've talked about on the show before, but I absolutely love, and that's Sound Source from Rogue Amoeba.
1: I was wondering how long it was going to take you to get to this one.
0: <laughs> oh, I got to get this one out of the way right away. It, it bails me out more times than I can, than I can tell you, uh, you know, when it comes to just, uh, audio coming into, to the Mac audio going out of the Mac, I texted you recently about something that happened and I'm can't, I'm spacing on the story. But,
1: uh, oh, you were, uh, you were watching a concert. And oh yeah i was uh,
0: watching the project 86 concert which by the way project
1: 86 i haven't heard that name in a long time so kudos to you
0: oh this is like this has been my band for gosh i saw them in the summer of 1999 Mm -hmm. uh, just after they released their first album and i've loved them ever since but uh, they played their their second album drawing black lines they played from from the first song all the way through to celebrate the 20th anniversary of that album so I was totally stoked to see that um they streamed it online so it was fun I actually took the day off of work to do that so that it was it was cool but Source kind of bailed me out on that one because I really didn't like the way that the uh the sound guys were mixing it for the the live stream which I mean, there's only so much you can do if they don't have the the vocals turned up enough, you're not going to pull vocals out of it. But I didn't feel like there was enough bass in the live stream and maybe a little bit too much mid range and stuff like that. So I was able to go into Sound Source and actually tweak the EQ um, coming out of uh, just Safari because I was watching it in Safari. I was able to tweak the EQ, I was able to, um, I could have put filters on it, I could have used uh isotope nectar to to modify the sound i could there's so many things that i could have done in sound (laughs) source because it uses all the features of any feature that you have in the audio you can use nectar you can use nectar with sound source you can use nectar and sound wow
1: so any like audio plugin on your machine you can use
0: that's pretty gnarly dude it's crazy i i love this app it gives me a granular control over not just the audio coming out the audio going in alerts you can set up uh, any alerts system alerts to to output through whatever you want them to output through so i have my studio monitors in the office here or in my studio here i don't want the alerts going through that i want it to come out of the computer speakers so i actually have it routed to come out of the service or the, the computer speakers and not the studio monitors so they're, they're separate. So the reason for that is that I will, I have a TV in here as well. And I will sometimes have the studio monitors playing what's coming out of the TV, which is not going to be an issue with the computer unless there's an alert on the computer that I want to know. And then if it, if it's routed to go to the studio monitors and I won't hear it. So this way I can still hear the alerts on the, on the computer and you can, you can switch those around anytime you want to. So it's pretty cool. Plus, you can uh, you can adjust the audio to the granular level using you know extensions, uh, using the um, the EQ, everything per app as well. So, like I said in Safari when I was watching this the other day, I went to the Safari uh, app volume specifically and adjusted all that uh, in SoundSource. Source. I did not do a global change just in safari so super cool app they've got uh sound effects Uh, like i said you can get get to your um audio plugins all that kind of stuff right in sound source so super sweet
1: yeah free version just downloaded
0: Mm -hmm. and you can also do what they call volume overdrive that if it's if you want to boost your volume even higher than what the computer's allowing it to do You can bust, you can boost it up to four times louder than, uh, which I don't do because that's stupid, but, um, you can, you can go up to four times louder than what the computer is allowing you to do. Seems dangerous. I, I think so too. I'd probably blow the speakers out, but. But yeah, and I can see, I use this uh, when we record sometimes too, because I can't see my audio as as easily. I can now, but when I'm setting up all my equipment, I don't see the audio as well. This actually shows me the audio level coming into the computer, the audio level going out of the computer, uh, all that. And you can put it up on the menu bar. So all your all the apps that are running right now that you want showing up in the menu bar you can put up there so you can see the the volume level of everything that is giving you volume or giving you audio okay. uh, up in your menu bar if you so choose to do that. So it's very cool. I love this app. I use it all the time. So that's Sound Source from Rogue Amoeba. Yeah, download the trial, try it out, and give them some money. For sure.
1: So my next is another Rogue Amoeba app. It's called Loopback. And this allows you to create virtual sound sources on your computer um, of any sort of you know application or external microphone or whatever that you can then pipe into others. So key example here, playing audio from your computer on a Zoom call is not possible. You can't play audio on your computer and have the people on your Zoom call also hear it unless you have loopback and you can create a virtual input device that includes your microphone and the audio source from your computer and it shows up to Zoom. So guess what I get to do now on my Zoom calls for work? I get to play DJ and play some music and it blows everyone's mind because they're like, how did you do that? Oh my gosh. I, You know, and I'm like, ha ha, technology ends uh so it's not that's not obviously the only use case but it allows you to control what audio goes in how it goes in what order it goes in on and then how it goes out and so it just it allows you to create um custom audio setups for your uh your computer as far as inputs and outputs are concerned so it's like a giant mixer board
0: (laughs) Yep. And I love the way that they, they visualize that now, like the older versions of loopback, uh, weren't quite as visual as the newer versions and much more, much easier to work with than, uh, than the older versions.
1: Yeah. It's a little hard to wrap your head around at first, just kind of what's going on. But then once, once you get it, it's like, Oh, boom, click, click, click done. And it's like, you just have to get used to it in the way that it works and,
0: mm-hmm. um, you can get a lot
1: done with it. So, Highly recommend.
0: Right now, I could be using this if we were set up a little bit differently to um, record into Adobe Audition and be able to set up Chrome and, or let's say Skype, if we were using Skype. I could have Skype as a sound source. I could have my mic as a sound source. I could have the computer as a separate sound source and be able to route those all into different channels so that if I wanted to record and multitrack in Adobe Audition, I could set that all up to do that. You know, it, it's just beautiful how how that works, and I've used it before. Um, I was having a a mix minus issue with my with my uh, setup here at one point, and I used loopback to fix that. So, um, very cool. Nice. Have you used Hazel before?
1: A long time ago, and I know like David Sparks from Mac Power Users and Automator's podcast fame is a huge, huge proponent for Hazel. I, I, eh, I, again, this is like drafts. It's one of those things where it's like that we talked about last episode, right? This one of those things mm-hmm. like I see the value in it. I want to use it, but I just, it, I don't have a, I don't have a use case for it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to hear your, your, uh,
0: take on this. So I really appreciate Hazel. I wish I had more use cases for it than I do. I have gotten to the point now where I have a lot of little buckets that I put off, put files into so I've got downloads, which I would like my downloads folder to get cleaned up on a regular basis. And I don't do that on a regular basis. And so it, it kind of, uh, it kind of gets to be a problem when I finally sit down and I'm like, okay, it's, it's Mac management day. I got to go through and I got to clean all this stuff up. And then, and then it just ends up being kind of a pain to do. So, um, that's one use case that I have for Hazel. Now, we should say Hazel is an app that basically you can assign, uh, you can take it and say, okay, I want you to monitor this folder. And here's all the rules that I want you to to abide by, uh, and this is what I want you to do. So the uh, downloads folder, I have a Hazel uh, rule built in there that if anything has, has been added over a week ago, uh, put it into an archive folder inside that folder. And the whole reason behind doing that is that if I download something right now, I don't want to search through 20 or 30 apps that I have in that or 20 or 30 files that I have in downloads to try and find it. I want to be able to open up the downloads folder and there may be like two or three files in there and just double click the file and go. Where that that was a problem before where I would just collect a bunch of stuff in the downloads folder and it would never get dealt with. So now when I do sit down to do my Mac management I can go into that Downloads Archive folder and go through and just clean all that out, and it kind of solves that problem for me. I could have it delete everything, but I've had problems in the past with it deleting stuff that I hadn't touched yet or hadn't used yet to, uh, you know, because I downloaded it and I forgot about it, and then a week later it was gone. So, so I don't have it auto-delete, but you can set it up to do that. But I have a few other use cases for it. That's one of the, like, I have different folders that are monitored for, um, like, folders that I only keep, like, current projects in. So if that project hasn't been modified in the last month, put it into an archive folder within that folder so that, uh, so that if I can't, uh, if I haven't touched it in a while, I don't want it to be in the way. And if it does get archived incorrectly, I can go into the archive folder and pull it back out and modify it. Um, if that starts to be an issue where it's it's being too aggressive with that, I can change the rule to say, okay, maybe it's something I haven't touched in the last year or in the last three months or something like that. So, so I can do I can do a lot of stuff with that to customize that. So, makes sense. Indeed. I mean, there's so much more that you can do. I mean, I I could literally... I once set up a rule, which it started to get a little bit too aggressive, and so I just killed the rule. But I set up a rule for the desktop at one point that if it's a file that is an MP3 that is over a week old, um, put it in this folder. If it's a, a PDF that is older than this amount of time, put it in this file, and it would just start auto-sorting into into folders. I'm sorry, not file, Mm -hmm. folders. It would start auto-sorting into folders. Well, part of the problem that I was having is that I would download a file that was created, say, two years ago by somebody, and I would slide it onto the desktop because I needed it there to to handle it for, for, uh, for a project, and it would see that it was older than a week, and it would file it. And so that's one of the reasons why I, I deprecated that rule. So
1: so I would say to anyone who's listening to Mitch explain this and going, Ooh, that sounds interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. I would
1: direct your attention to the Mac power users podcast and their extensive back catalog and go look for their episodes on Hazel because mm-hmm. David Sparks is, uh, obsessed. He's a
0: wizard.
1: <laughs> uh. Yeah. And, and he, Mitch just dedicated five minutes to explaining it. You will find, I'm sure, more than five hour-long episodes that mm-hmm. David and at that point, Katie, his, his co-host at that point, uh, dedicated to explaining their flows with Hazel. So if 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 Mitch at all scratched a niche for you there, just explaining what Hazel can do in some of his use cases, those episodes in the Mac Power Users uh, back catalog are going to uh, blow your brain.
0: And it's one of those apps that, you know, for years I would always say don't work for technology, let technology work for you and mm-hmm. just to say that if there's tasks that you do on a regular basis, automate them you you don't need to be thinking about all this stuff all the time. Let the computer do the work so that's just one of those apps where you know once you have that set up, it does everything for you you don't have to think about it for sure it. sometimes you do have to remember where it went. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> why I, I try to make it kind of idiot proof for me that the archive folder that I want it to go to is in the folder that I know it's going to to be in. So it kind of yeah. idiot proofs that for me, but you bet. All right, man, what's next on the list? For me, it's Alfred. Okay.
1: Alfred at its most base use case is a spotlight replacement,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it is also much more powerful than that so you can you know I have my uh Alfred set to the command space which is usually spotlight but I could do like two plus two you know it does math for you I could say uh, like I could just type in uh let's see uh Minnesota wild and then my first option is to search on Google I can search on Amazon or I can search Wikipedia so like I'll search Wikipedia so you get that sort of stuff but then there's this Power Pack add on that lets you build your own custom workflows. And there's also an iOS app that's the Alpha Remote that lets you trigger stuff on your Mac from your iOS devices. So, again, at its base, it's a spotlight replacement. But the features and the capabilities of what you can do, should you choose to buy the Power Pack and dive in, you can do some uh truly incredible stuff just by hitting command space and typing a command in and you can run scripts you can set up um all sorts of different like workspace environments like it it's it really is uh an incredibly powerful app now it's not keyboard maestro it's not that level of you know you can automate where to click on the screen and that sort of stuff right but um, it does give you the power to control an incredible amount of things on your Mac simply by typing in uh, command space and a keyword or two. So uh, it's, it's one of my favorites. It's been around again for a really, really, really long time. It gets better with each revision. I think it's Alfred four right now is the current version. Um, and I enjoy it. And it's got a nice little Butler you know bowler type cap in the menu bar which i just mm-hmm. think is makes me happy. it's one of those small things it's like oh that's
0: cute so yeah,
1: have you used Alfred before mitch
0: i used it briefly uh when i was exploring app launchers and stuff like that for the mac uh it's not something that i stuck with just because i didn't i don't know it didn't really do uh, for me, what it's done for you, I will actually piggyback on your, uh, if you're, if you're done with that one, I'll piggyback on that and say the app launcher that I use is, uh, is LaunchBar. I really like LaunchBar for a lot of the same reasons that you're saying. It just, uh, it just provides that uh, spotlight replacement and gives you a lot of flexibility. I really, I use a lot of the, the keyboard manager a lot for that. I'm sorry, the clipboard manager, which gives me the ability to assign a keyboard shortcut to get to the clipboard manager that gives me like the last 15 things that I copied or cut Mm -hmm. so that I can paste those, which when I was in radio and I would do a lot of that, a lot of stuff that came in super useful because I could copy and paste like five different things and then go in and uh, write my scripts and just be you know, copying stuff here and there everywhere that I needed it. I still use it from time to time when I need to copy multiple items, uh, to paste them into another, another document. Or if I need multiple things, uh, sometimes I use this when I'm setting up the podcasts for the church. If I need like two or three different, uh, things copied, uh, different s- sections of text, I can uh, go back into the clipboard manager if it was like the three things ago that I copied. I can go into that clipboard manager and and kick that back out. And that's mainly beyond just searching for applications and files and stuff like that. That's mainly how I use that. Um, I love the integration with Google. I can just uh, hit uh, Command Spacebar and hit G O and it pulls up my Google uh, or p- pulls up Google tap the space bar type in my query and then it pulls up my pulls up safari uh and searches for whatever i put in there so i can do those searches from anywhere i don't need to be in safari to do that
1: yeah so pretty much everything you just said Mm -hmm. alfred can do
0: too right so
1: i think it really is just it really is just a preference on which app you prefer so yeah, you can do, you know, G space Star Wars and it will search Google for Star Wars, right? You can, there's clipboard history, you can save text, images, and files to your clipboard. Um, you can do uh, snippets and auto expansion as well with Alfred. And then it also, you can control iTunes with Alfred. So if you're listening to music, you can control it with command, you know, command space and <laughs> that sort of stuff, file management, yada, yada, yada. So and you can even run shell and terminal commands for you know the truly nerdy among us. Mm-hmm. But I think, like you said, the features for the most part are the same. So Launch Bar Alfred, it really is you know I think price point and preference at that
0: point for what right. you want to do. Right. So, so, so my my pick here, just to piggyback on yours, will be Launch Bar because it, it is very useful. Yeah.
1: So back to me then, huh? Mm-hmm. Clean my Mac. Mm-hmm. Ten. Or X, depending on your preference. Uh, On my Mac mini that has a 250 gig uh, hard drive, this app is a must have Mm -hmm. because it will go and it will clear out a bunch of caches, a bunch of like extra like language package. Like I don't need the Czechoslovakian version on my computer, right? Like I don't. And it will also locate... Old and large files, and uh, helps you uninstall apps completely, so all of the added stuff that some apps will add to your computer, it goes in and removes all that. It gives you like a, a a high level view of what's taking up space in your computer. It's called like Space Lens. Um, it's got a file shredder. It's uh, it's really really powerful. It does a smart scan, which is to like go through your computer. Oh, here's four gigs of crap you don't need, or you can really dive in. And it, it also has like maintenance scripts for your Mac to help it, you know stay healthy. Um, it's incredibly, incredibly useful And between my 250 gig Mac mini and then my old 128 gig air MacBook air that I had for five years. The only reason I was able to use that computer for that long was because of clean my Mac. And also because I had my Dropbox files on an external USB drive, which is always a bit scary, but it works. You just have to be really careful. (laughs) Uh, but it just it keeps smaller hard drives cleaner and prolongs their uh their ability to be viable, um, which is great. And it has a pleasant sound when you do the cleanup,
0: mm-hmm. which is always nice. So I'm gonna try not to piggyback on that directly, but something that I just started using that I'm really enjoying. The reason for it is I clean my Mac is is part of this. Have you seen Set App? Yeah, I just started. I started a trial of it, and I'm about to pay for it because I love this concept. Basically, we've talked about uh, subscribing to software uh, before, but for ten to fifteen dollars a month, they've got like two hundred some programs or apps for the uh, for the Mac that you can download. And there's iOS versions of a lot of those as well. Um, I, there may be some iOS apps specifically that that are in this. But for $9.99, you get uh, Mac apps for one Mac. Uh, for, I think it's $12 or $13 a month, something like that, you get uh, you get one Mac plus the iOS apps. And for $14.99 a month, you can use it on up to four Macs. And get the iOS apps as well. So I'm trying the 1499 a month thing because I do have a couple of different Macs that I want to be able to put the software on, but uh, clean my Mac was one of the first ones I downloaded and, and it's great. Um, mm-hmm. you can get
1: I, Ulysses as part of this. Too. Ulysses wow.
0: is in there. Um, and MindNode. node, node. Yeah. There's some really cool apps that, that are available through SetApp. So, Um, definitely, you know, I did hadn't planned on bringing this up, but set app is definitely worth checking out. So I heard people say that for years, you know, and I just thought, well, you know, set app, you're just, you're just, just another subscription, but there's some really cool stuff in here. Your, your do app that you talked about on the last episode is part of this. Good task is part of this. What do you know? Oh, did you say good task is in there? yeah oh. um i'm a huge user of downy which is a uh app for actually i should i should put that in my list for today but uh for downloading youtube videos um this uh bartender uh you know what i gotta stop ruining all my picks but uh <laughs> for the show today but but yeah there's some really cool stuff in set app so i will make that my next pick And just a quick note for all of you listening, I am putting links to all of these apps in the uh, show notes. So if uh, you forgot the name of something or if you're not sure where to go to find it, um, they will all be in the show notes uh, for today's episode. So my next pick is Mainstage, which I think I've talked
1: about before in the show. We, We have. But yeah, so... In short, Mainstage is a partner application for logic, uh, but it is its intention is for live performance. So you get access to the full logic sound library uh, with all of you know the controls and everything that you would need to to modify, adapt, or change you know those sounds. But it allows you to route your vocals through it, route your keyboards through it, route your guitars, whether they be acoustic, electric, or bass. And then you can, you know, model amps and stomp boxes and different, you know, keyboard types. And, and so I use it um, when I play at church, when I play the keys and so I'm able to, you know, layer a pad underneath a piano so I can play, you know, one chord, but you get the chord, you know, the bright chord from the piano and the underlying pad underneath it that are the same notes. Uh, and I've got, you know, a whole uh, guitar setup as well that's got like amp models and, you know, different effects and pedals and stuff for my guitars. So it's um, it has opened a whole new world of live music for me and subsequently has changed the way that we do music. Uh, at our church, uh, which is super, super cool. So, and it's like 30 bucks. It's stupid how much you get for such a reasonable price, considering how much all of that stuff would cost to like buy pedals and new amps and stuff, you know, or buy, you know, a, a keyboard that has all of that built in. You're talking thousands of dollars at that point for a, like a nice Nord or something like that, but then hundreds of dollars, if not thousands for pedals and amps. So it's a uh, I like it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. I like it a yes. lot. Main stage. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about Downey since I brought it up with the setup. Downey is a really... I mean, we talked about the Project 86 show that I, uh, that I watched here uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, don't tell them, but I recorded it using Downey. I will not post it online. It's for my personal use only. I... Absolutely. Like Downey is the app that I use for downloading uh, YouTube videos for recording live. You can record live videos on uh, YouTube and other services. It's just a a one-stop shop for just about any video that you want to download online. Uh, There's obviously some restrictions. Uh, You can't go to Hulu and just start downloading whatever you want on Hulu uh, because they've got lots of uh, protections and stuff against that. But when you're talking about Hulu, when you're talking about Vimeo and some of the other uh, video sites, uh, you you can download anything you want uh, from those sites uh, using a tool like uh, like Downey. There's other tools, too, that are out there for, for doing that. But I like Downey a lot. It is in Setapp. Otherwise, you can also... I think I purchased it separately. I was using it before I subscribed to Setapp. But uh, I really like Downey. And if you're looking for a tool to get uh, YouTube videos... One of the things I use it for is at church, we uh, we will want to uh, play something for off of YouTube or something like that, whether it's in the sermon or sometimes with some of the more patriotic holidays, they might want to pull something off, the, off of YouTube to play in the presentation. I like downloading those videos because I don't want to trust the internet, especially when it comes to us also doing live streaming now. The, the bandwidth just gets tasked trying to pull that stuff down. So... The fact that I can just download it, throw it into our presentation software and just play it straight out of the presentation software uh, works really well and makes it just dead simple for me and the guys that I that I work with back in the sound booth to be able to manage all of that. So, so Downey, good stuff. D-O-W-N-I-E. And it will be in the show notes for you guys as well.
1: So like. Anything left that I have to mention really aren't unsung heroes. Like, I think we got to that point when I started talking about main stage. So, like, mm-hmm. I might I might pass it back to you because everything else that I'm going to bring up is stuff that everyone already knows about. So, I'm talking, like, Logic, Final Cut, A, IA Writer, right? The stuff that I use every day. Mm-hmm. So, no yep. need to dive into those. So, Mitch, it might just be lightning round for you, sir.
0: Yep. Uh, they I think uh, some of the episodes or some of the uh, podcasts called the Bring Out the Dead Round. Um, Just, just all the, (laughs) all the other stuff. I'm not dead yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a flesh wound. Express VPN I use for uh, just uh, safety when I'm out and about. Also, um, I would never do this, but if somebody wanted to play poker and be able to use, play with money um, and you don't live in New Jersey, uh, you could pretend like you're in New Jersey. Or pretend you're in a different country to be able to stream video that uh, is only available in other countries. Uh, you can use VPN services for that. I've never done that, and I'm not a liar. But it is possible to to do that with a VPN service. An ExpressVPN, just upgrade it. Well, you can only this.
1: play poker online for real money if you're in New Jersey. Yep. New Jersey. Seriously?
0: And I want to say Vegas. Like Nevada, possibly. I forget. But yeah, they shut that down when did years that happen? ago. Uh, oh oh really? gosh! i <sighs> in the last ten years, but it's been longer than five or six for sure. Uh, that happened hmm. quite a while ago. I Had no idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, I usually play for play money anyway. I don't. I don't like the stress of losing money. But uh, I've only done it a couple of times. But just the fact that it's that is available. But it also hides any of your any of the stuff that you're doing um, from your your ISP as well. So if you're uh, legally downloading something using BitTorrent, which I realize is very few uh, few use cases for that, um, but there are some. The uh the ISP doesn't know what you're downloading uh from from a BitTorrent, but uh but if they do see the signature of that traffic, they they will you know call you on it. So but uh, but yeah, um, ExpressVPN really works well for that. One um, password. Kind of surprised that. Oh that yeah, one uh, password yeah. is an um, awesome password manager. That's um, one of
1: those ones where, like, honestly, I don't even think about it being one mm-hmm. password anymore. It's just like, oh, I just need to go get a password. And like Face ID, like I just don't even think about it anymore. It's I've mm-hmm. used it so much. So good call out, Mitch.
0: Yeah, I mean, you do have a keychain with uh, on with Apple which I do, mm. I do use and I do find useful, especially for um, the iPhone and iPad. Uh, but when it comes to my Mac, you know, 1Password has all my passwords in it. You can, you can uh, keep um, secure notes. Um, I keep all my software licenses in, uh, in 1Password so that if I ever have to go back and, and re-download software or I'm setting up a new Mac, I can, one of the first things I download is 1Password so that uh then i can uh, access all of my software licenses there so that that makes it much more easy and simple than having to search my email to find them so oh, what else i'm looking at my menu bar here to see if there's anything in my menu bar that uh daisy disk was another one that i've used before for managing the uh the storage on my mac
1: mm, yeah
0: for being able to find stuff that I can delete, I guess is, mm-hmm. is the big thing. So, you ever I, use Backblaze? I have not used Backblaze. I've u- I used Carbonite years ago, uh, which is a very similar thing for doing online backup. But I don't. I've never used Backblaze.
1: I use Backblaze for a while. It's like five bucks a month. It's unlimited backups. So, like I had, you know, my uh, my MacBook Air, which was a 128 gig drive. I had my Dropbox on a separate you know, USB drive. And then I had a, a five terabyte external drive and it would back up all of that mm-hmm. to their servers for five bucks a month. And then, you know, the trick is when you need them, need them to send you a hard drive, then you got to pay, you know, however much money for them to send you a hard drive so you can, you know, get your backups, but it's, you know, five bucks a month. I had a peace of mind. I haven't done it in a while. Uh, Cause I, you know, I have everything in Dropbox and iCloud really. So I don't really see the need. Um, mm-hmm because literally everything is stored in the cloud now between those two
0: no Um, and one of the big reasons why i don't do a uh, online backup right now is that pretty much everything that is that i i have is backed up either in iCloud in um Office 365 or in uh, OneDrive i should say or it's in Dropbox so there isn't a lot of stuff that is actually, I would actually need a separate online backup for a couple other apps. Uh, One app that I discovered on set app is unite. It basically you can put in a URL of a website and it creates a little applet for it. So, Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: it's pretty cool. There's a couple uh, other apps that do the same thing like that. Um, I forget what they're called but i've tried it before it's interesting to have like instagram in an app form on your mac or whatever mm-hmm. an app Pretty that i've concept.
0: yeah an app that i've used for years that uh that i just downloaded the new version because it's available through set app is forklift i don't know if you've seen this app before but it uh is one of the original mac apps that would give you a side-by-side view of two different folders on your Mac or a folder on an FTP server or a folder on a external drive or something like that. It's really mm-hmm. convenient for doing, doing file transfers to clean up uh, a, a Mac. If you like, I have a, a laptop that for the longest time it was just managing the storage on that laptop. You know, I would use Daisy disc to identify, you know, stuff that I could delete but then I would use forklift to take, you know, this group of files and transfer it over to an external drive. Or when I was at the radio station, I used it for um, transferring files from my local drive to the RFTP server. And so it was just a really convenient way to basically just drag and drop your files from the local drive into another drive that you want to back it up on. So, or transfer it to. So it was a, this is a pretty cool uh pretty cool little app I don't use it a lot but when I do use it it's it's very useful to have for sure and those are the nice ones just to have in your back pocket right mm-hmm. so when you do need it you don't
1: have to think about it you can just oh, hop over there do your thing and then set it aside until you need it again
0: down the road for sure I don't think that there's anything else uh we talked a little bit about drafts on the last episode oh stupid have you used bartender before mm-hmm I know, I know of it.
1: I just have never used it because I don't have enough stuff in my menu bar to justify it.
0: Man, I am one of those guys. I love hoarding menu bar apps. And and because it's just so convenient to have them up there when I need them, you know. So I like to have the little menu bar icon up there, but there came a point with especially with my laptop, not, a little bit less with my iMac because there's so much screen real estate, but they would just fill up the entire top of the screen. And I hated that. I wanted a way to be able to, um, uh, manage that. And bartender does that. Bartender allows you to put the stuff up in the menu bar that you want there all the time. And then there's a separate, uh, little shelf. I think they call it a shelf or something like that, that you can keep all the other ones, or you can just completely hide them. And for the longest time, um, before uh, Big Sur, because Big Sur has a lot of limitations as to what you can do with the with the system, the system menu bar items. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would hide pretty much all the Apple ones and replace them with other apps. So even my clock and stuff like that, I replaced with other things. And uh, I'm fine with the clock that's on here now. But um, but I would that way I could customize them to do what I wanted to do uh there were apps that i had that would stack the the clock with the date and time or the date so that you mm-hmm. you were using less space in the menu bar for for that stuff it wouldn't work on my iMac but it was nice on my uh on my MacBook to be able to do that because my MacBook's a little lower resolution so everything was bigger in the menu bar but they when they updated they added another feature to uh bartender that allows you to put a space in between your uh your yeah that's nice items so now Mm -hmm. you know if you look at my menu bar i have all the system stuff and then a bartender's um icon are there then there's a space and then i have all the icons that are up there for sound source because i have one that's the sound source uh menu bar um item and then there's then there's a little level showing the computer output and the little level showing my mic and so I have those kind of separated from everything else then I have um, Dropbox and OneDrive separated from everything else so there's a little space after that and then anything else that's that's in my menu bar uh, is after that space going from right to left so and then along with bartender if you let me see if that works here you can click on the bartender uh um icon to pull up the shelf that shows you everything else that's running in the menu bar so I have like my wi-fi I've got uh time machine in there and a bunch of others so so yeah so it hides a lot of that stuff away so you're not seeing it all the time if you don't want to see it you don't have to see it which is really nice so So, yeah. Very good. Cool. Well, I think that's uh, about all I've got. Anything you wanted to add there?
1: Uh, No, it's just there's a wonderful, wonderful world of Mm -hmm. Mac applications out there. And uh, it's it's fun to explore and to find new things. And so hopefully this episode you found one or two things that are at least – interesting enough for you to take a peek at and it would be really cool um for folks that are listening to uh send us some feedback on their favorite you know unsung heroes or menu bar items or apps that they that they like that we didn't mention because guess what we're nerds and we like this stuff and it'd be really interesting to hear what other people are using it and how they're using it uh to see if there isn't something out there that we could benefit from too so if you have uh stuff you know recommendations you'd Like to send our way, but that would be awesome. Uh the easiest way is is probably through Twitter, right? And so, Mitch, mm-hmm. what's your Twitter handle?
0: Uh Mitch Craig.
1: And I'm uh at Cam Brennan. So uh send us your faves. That'd be fun. We start a conversation about it.
0: You cool. betcha. And if you need to find uh if you're just listening to us and you haven't gone to our website yet, it's innerdialogue.show. So uh check that out. And uh there's a link there to subscribe any way you want to. So Definitely. We're both overcast users, right? I use overcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have been, oh man. Okay.
1: Teaser for next episode. Sure. I, yes, overcast, but also air a I R R for its ability to capture quotes from the podcast and send them elsewhere, which I will reveal in our next episode.
0: All right that's a that's a teaser mm-hmm. so tune in in a couple of weeks for that all right anything else today sir uh no sir i am uh i'm gonna go play with sound source that's right. what i'm gonna go do excellent enjoy that is an awesome app so all right uh check us out we'll be back in a couple of weeks and uh hopefully i'm i can say go packers today um <laughs> hopefully <laughs> Woo oh boy all right we'll see we'll find out tomorrow (laughs) all right we'll see you later cam peace